you blow jobs. Your words get your you words sex from dancers. Your words get you blow jobs. Your words get you sex from baristas. Your words get you sex from baristas. Your words get you sex from baristas. Your words get you sex from strangers. Your words get you sex. Your words get you sex from waitresses. Your words get you sex from neighbors. Your words get you sex. Your words get you sex from waitresses. Your words get you sex. Your words get you harem. Your words. You know, I don't want to be all judgmental. You know, but this is sick. It's sick and wrong. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. Hi, it's me, your friendly neighborhood, Kate Rambo. Hi. Kate Rambo, are you the only Kate Rambo in the neighborhood, or are there multiple Kate Rambos? No, I'm definitely the only one. I am the witch of my street. Long may it continue. I did notice that when I was, uh, when was that last year when I was just staying at your house? I recall like kids would cross the road instead Good. of walking in front of your uh, manor. Good. That's what I want. Don't come near my bunker. There's a reason it's a bunker. <laughs> so, Kate Rambo, I was wondering the other day, how often okay. do you think about your stepson, Caliban? Uh, I actually dreamt about Caliban this week. So wet he's or in dry? My, he's in very dry, very dry. <laughs> Probably the driest dream I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> uh, no, so I must have been missing him on a subconscious level. I was dreaming about uh, being in bed with him and Chi-Chi, like one on either side. Well, you guys, it's undeniable that you guys have quite a bond. I mean, I have a picture <laughs> of you two because I was in the other room doing work and I walk into the bedroom and you two are just embracing on the bed. He, yeah, he likes to jump up and be held as I slap him. That cat, though, that cat likes anyone. If you look at that cat in his general direction, he's like, hello, friend. Let's get to know each other a bit better. He's a weird cat. Maybe, but I felt like I walked in on a stepmom, stepson, like Pornhub type of sitch. Is that how it feels? It was It was weird. I caught you both. I have a picture of it. I'm going to post it. Uh, maybe the, to the side or patron or something. Is this where my hairs and curlers? Because if it's the one where my hairs and the curlers, you're not posting it anywhere. <laughs> you my know hairs what it and is. curlers do. I think it's the sensual way you rub his hairless skin. I'm very. He feels like a ball sack, and obviously, I have years of experience of rubbing ball sacks. Well, I've noticed sometimes you rub a little too close to his testicle region. I do not. <laughs> I almost the last time I almost said that. something, but I didn't want to be like an overprotective parent. Like I just I, I don't know. I I have a problem. Like if you want a pedigree dog, I get it. Like I understand why you would want a pedigree dog. I don't understand why people want pedigree cats. Like to me, just go out on the street and pick like a mangy one off the street and bring it home, and there's your future best friend. Like I just I don't know. I think and it's that, a dangerous world. And that's how you get kitty aids. Don't, like what they can't give cats yes, can't give can. to people yes you no, can you can get all sorts of diseases from the uh, those feral street cats that's why you get a bubble boy cat that was engineered <laughs> like genetically to be yeah. your best friend and you could also see their testicles and he has the biggest testicles on any cat i've ever seen well anyway 
you're well aware of his behavioral issues. We all are. So, you know the two lesbians up the hall that look after him sometimes? Yeah, they're lovely. I love them. I like them too. They're, they're pretty cool. One of them is actually was a, a stripper at one point. She was on uh, the Patreon. Um, anyway, I brought him over there yesterday. And the first thing he did when he walked into their flat was jump up on the counter and take a piss in their sink right in front of the, everybody. That's weird. That's a bit like an alpha male thing, isn't it? You know, when he, well, he had this facial expression. He was looking at, we were standing there kind of speechless. And he was looking at both of us and he was like, what? What? Yeah. While he was pissing in their sink. That's so weird. I mean, at least he pissed in the sink. That's kind of, I don't know, like a drunk dad behavior. I, I don't know what it was. And, you know, I, he's, I mean, the past few months, definitely since I've lived in this apartment and uh, he hasn't had like another like cat friend um, consistently. You know, he's had behavioral issues. He's been crying and whining and, and uh, you know, I thought he was jizzing on my couch. People remember that episode, but he was actually, I think, urinating on my couch. But I didn't know because I couldn't smell it and I had been sitting in his cat urine for months until I think Jojo Kelly was like, dude, your couch smells like cat piss. I must also point out that it's, again, this is another problem with your weird bubble boy cat, <laughs> is that he yearns for the love and attention of other cats. Like, he can't just be a cat like Chi-Chi. Like, Chi-Chi can just hang out. Doesn't need no other cats. Like, remember when I was over and I played that video of other cats meowing on YouTube and his whole face lit up. And he started, and he was like seeking out where the cats were. Like, oh, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. please reveal yourself to me. I, I just want to. Hello, my name is Caliban. Where are you? Well, Such a I weird think cat. you know he was reared with another cat. Like he had always been with another cat till I moved into no, this, it's, this it's flat. No, it's a sphinx thing. Definitely yeah, maybe I'm not sphinx. sure. So I went to the vet, the vet like I don't know, a month ago, and uh, asked him about it. I was like, you know, I don't, I can't deal with this. It's really difficult to uh, you know work from home and have this cat crying. If he's not sleeping, he's crying. He's walking around just crying. And it's not a just a you know a, a cute little meow. It's a it's a, a yowl. Like it it's is. awful. And so uh they gave me this kitty Xanax um called Gabapentin. So um it's not really Xanax. It's kind of like Xanax, but it's uh, it has like sedative and anti-anxiety effects. And you know, she's like, you give them to him every eight hours. I've been putting that shit in his food. I've been putting it like directly in his mouth with like the little dropper. Useless. Useless. Have you tried does it? Does nothing. I even tried it. And it's completely yeah. useless. Like it does nothing. I tried it. Yeah. You know, I, I took the dosage that was recommended for Caliban and then did it. And then like a couple hours later, I did it again. Felt nothing. Hmm. I don't know though. I mean, cats are weird. It's like, you know... I always think this about ketamine. Like, how does a horse feel on ketamine? Does a horse feel like we feel on ketamine? Or is a horse like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm just cool. I'm chill. Like, having a good time over I here. I mean, maybe it's just a light sedative for them. I mean, they, they outweigh us by, like, 800 pounds. Oh, <laughs> lovely creatures. I really, want a, I really want a horse. But I'm also very irresponsible. So last weekend, I met up with some friends... Uh, from, from work at the Rainbow to celebrate my birthday. Um, we got very intoxicated. Um, I go into all the deets on the second show there. But sometime through the night, I was telling them 
about the gabapentin and how useless useless it is and how it didn't even work on me when this guy that was hanging next to them was like, oh, gabapentin's a waste of time. It'll make your cat behave worse. So, oh, shit. So it's like yeah, that monkey that tore its own face off. Well, actually, that's a good point. I, you know, he didn't say he didn't mention that, but he said it will make his behavior worse. And uh, he, so he kept. We we started chatting with him. His name was Dove. No. Dove hangs out. Are you going to say his name was Gabapenton? <laughs> no, but that's that's a good name. That's a good name dove. for my next like face. Dove soap. Yes, like a dove, like a dove, like a pigeon type. Dove. Wait, is he? Native American, because I think the only time you can be called like dove is like if you're a wandering dove and you're Native American. Is that really racist as shit? I don't care. That's that's the only time you can be called dove. Or is he like a really big fan of Prince? I'm thinking his parents were hippies because he was an older dude. But what do you think a guy like dove look like? Did you think, well, you I've think just he's like... Well, I've described him to you. He's either Native American and he's a rock and roller Native American. Or he's a guy who really likes Prince. And we all know what the guys who really like Prince look like. He was wearing a white leather fringe jacket, white yeah. leather pants, Loves white Prince. marble cowboy boots, and he had feathered, like long feathered blonde hair. It was like... That, yeah, it, that he'd blown dried out. He'd it was like this guy stepped out of a portal from 1988 and just was in the Loves rainbow Prince. room. Like, yeah, I, I, sometimes cool. I think that there was a closet in the rainbow room that really is a portal. And these people just kind of come out for a weekend just to hang at different, you know, eras. My favorite thing about the Rainbow Room is just people watching. It's That's why the Rainbow is so incredibly special and should be kept at all costs. It's a historical like landmark. It really is. I mean, I don't know. I would say like 90% of the crowd look like they stepped out of that portal. Um, but what I don't like about the Rainbow, $9.80 to Kate. What the fuck? What's, is that that weird um, tomato beer? No, Tecate is like a shitty Corona. It's in a can. Oh. You had some. It, I mean, it's it's really, you know, base level beer. It's not, I mean, I like it. It's good. It's kind of like the yeah, Miller Lite version of a uh, Mexican beer. Name a bar in that area where it's not going to be $9 a beer. Well, the weird thing it, about the Rainbow, every beer is nine eighty. So you can get a Tecate or you can get like a Sierra Nevada and they're the same price. That's that's okay. That's a deal to me. You always moan about the beer prices in L.A. Don't live in L.A. and then moan about the prices of beer. Like maybe if you were in fucking Bay City, Michigan, and the beer was $10, yeah, you got a right to complain. You live in L.A., do you? Of course, it's going to be a tenner a beer. It so used how much to be, is in London? It used to be about 6 bucks. They've been They've raised their prices, obviously, post-pandemic or whatever, inflation. But it is kind of funny when you're like, wow, I'm almost paying $10 for a fucking Tecate. I I used to order Tecate there, and you could order you know a Tecate in a shot for around like ten to twelve bucks. Not anymore. A shot, even a shot, is like fourteen dollars because we did shots. It's crazy, but it's a club. You know, it's LA club prices. Moving on, Dove <laughs> said gabapentin's completely useless, and the only way to treat anxiety in cats is with binaural beats. He did not say that, but yeah. okay, I'm going to let you reach for this. No, I'll he let, mentioned he was reach. like sound therapy, and he was talking about it, and he was like, yeah. And uh, he, I, he did say binaural beats, actually, because we were all kind of like, what the fuck is that? And then he started explaining it, but it was difficult to kind of hear him over, you know, the Def Leppard blasting in the background. 
But I, re- I remember the term. Even though I was drunk, I remember the term, and I looked it up the next day. So have, do you know what a binaural beat is? No, I've never heard of it. It sounds like something the kids on the streets are doing, and I'm just too old to Well, they to are kind up. of. Um, I, you know, it's not something that's new. It's been around for a while. But, is it, it was, the brown sound? I don't know if you could make a binaural beat that will make you shit your pants, but I wouldn't be surprised. A, a binaural beat is an illusion created by the brain when you listen to two tones with slightly different frequencies at the same time. Bullshit. So your brain interprets the two different tones as a beat of its own. So the two tones align with your brain waves to produce a beat that has a different frequency. Well, firstly, the brain does a beat. And secondly, I'm going to get very angry during this episode. This sounds like already fabrics. This is fakesies. Well, no, this is scientifically proven. What probably is fabrics is that binaural beats can provide same benefits as meditation. Like it can increase focus, aid with sleep relax- relaxation, treat depression and pain management. That's what I think is probably fabrics. But the, the way a binaural beat works is scientifically proven. Yes, two different tones will produce a third tone in your brain. Okay. Whether that tone will cure your depression or your anxiety, I think that's speculative at best. Um, and also, none of these claims of treating any kind of medical conditions are supported by scientific evidence at all. I think they're only believed by time-traveling hair metal dudes um, whom it turned Hold out, my death. friends didn't even know him. I thought he was like hanging with those guys because he was standing next to him when I arrived. But he, they, did, they had no idea who he was. Sometimes when you get stoned, do you sit and think about like your brain? You're just like, we're controlled by this like electrified jelly that's, that's sat in a bit of water. And that's what makes us us. And it's like, I'm never going to look at my brain, but it's my brain. Isn't I'm it weird? I'm get stoned with you if this is what you think about. Oh, man, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes when you start thinking those deep thoughts, when you're really stoned, you're like, I've got to go and make like some food, some weird concoction to stop thinking about my brain right now. Deep thoughts with Kate Rambo. <laughs> Your brain is jelly. I'm still waiting for a person to fully explain the internet to me. No one has ever been able to do it. Oh, I want God, the internet explained to me. We're not going yes. down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so Dove ended up waving at some heavy metal slag and walked off, and we were all like, how do you know that guy? And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I thought, you know, you knew them. Or, you know, you knew who he was because he was hanging out with you guys. Whatever. I think he's a time traveler. He went back to 1988. Got in the closet and went back to 1988 with some slut from the future. So You know, that outfit he'll have been wearing will have cost a fortune. He could probably sell that for a grand now. It was pretty cool. I got to say, I, yeah. was, I was a bit jelly. So this week, I ended up doing some research on binaural beats, and I found that they purportedly help you with insomnia, anxiety, and depression, but they can also be used for more depraved purposes, such as getting high digitally, and something most of our male listeners are going to pay attention to, growing a donkey-sized cock and summoning a succubus. To suck your donkey-sized cock. (laughs) So before we get into all of this, um, let's talk about something better than a sex demon. The sick and wrong patron. (laughs) Is it the patron? Oh, yeah. Better than a sex demon. (laughs) Believe me. Um, We're a machine. Kate Rambo and I are a machine just churning out exclusive content on the Patreon. And if you're not a subscriber, you're going to be left behind, and we don't want that to happen to you or your family. We don't want you to be left behind. (laughs) 
Um, for a mere five bucks a month, that's it. You can get access to a full second show. This week, I go into detail about all the birthday shenanigans at the Rainbow Room. Pamela Anderson's threesome with Jack Nicholson. And a uh, janitor who uh, gave 13 women the herp after rubbing his penis on their water bottles at the office. Less all that and more on, the, on, the, on the second show. Only five bucks a month. That's seriously not that much money. It's like half the price of a beer at the Rainbow. And for a few bucks more, you get access to our uh, Sick and Wrong Overkill, uh, which is a bonus mini-sode. Uh, Kate Rambo, what did you do Overkill on this week? Uh, yeah, I did it because we're talking about music. I did it about probably one of the most important country songs of all time. I did it about Bobby Gentry, and I kind of go through her life. She's oh, so nice. fucking fine. I have such a girl boner for Bobby Gentry. A bio on Bobby Gentry. Uh, also, at the $10 level on the Patreon, you get access to the Sick and Wrong archives, the first 10 years of Sick and Wrong on SoundCloud playlists. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Support the show. Keep it Sick and Wrong. We do appreciate that. Here's a quick teaser that we're hoping will persuade you to sign up for the Patreon, and then let's chat about the devil, drugs, and binaural beats. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. If you're not a Sick and Wrong patron then you might be missing out on special phone calls like this one. I bought a speculum from Amazon. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I get this fucking thing, and it's not the best made thing ever. Uh, I should have saved this right, for the main show. <laughs> this is also... Exper- there's experimenting sexually together. Buying a speculum is not experimenting sexually. That's being like... That's me- for medical use. There's, there's, there's you know, no point. If I was at a man's house and he says, let's do something kinky, baby. And I was like, yeah, I'm really up for that too. Let's do it. And then he rocked out a fucking speculum. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why do you want to see my cervix? I want to see what you got it? in there. Let's go spelunking. <laughs> I mean, you fucking you know, put the... Every I, woman has a fear of a speculum. No woman goes, oh yeah, baby. Put that speculum in. Like what the fuck experience. is he like role playing as a gynecologist like a really shitty junkie gynecologist yeah, this is not kinky sex <laughs> this is like unsatisfying sex <laughs> what woman has ever said to you oh yeah I can only come if you gape my vagina apart I know that's I the should, only way I can come I shouldn't like, be as hard as I am right now but whatever <laughs> For just $5, you can hear the rest of this phone call, a bonus news story, and about an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. So as I mentioned before, when two tones of slightly different frequencies are played in separate ears simultaneously, usually through headphones, but you, you can also do it very loudly just on a, on a stereo um, receiver, uh, the human per- brain perceives the creation of a new third tone whose frequency is equivalent to the difference between the two tones that are being played. I know this is getting oh, so a bit it's like scientific up here. The, it's making up the difference. Well, what it, what it is, it's an auditory illusion that's produced yeah. by the brain, and that's what's called a binaural beat. So if a person hears a tone of 405 hertz in one ear, and a tone of 415 hertz in the other year, ear, then they would be hearing a binaural beat, third tone, with a frequency of 10 hertz. 
Okay, okay, that makes sense. We, our brain does loads of like optical illusions as well. Same, so, like, same deal, but yeah. with you know, an auditory one. Okay. So, people claim, and a lot of these like pseudo scientific companies claim with all their products um, that binaural beats can be used to lower stress, increase focus and concentration. Aid with uh, insomnia and relaxation, boost your mood, uh, ease your anxiety, and foster creativity. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I question that, but anyway, um, none of these claims are officially supported by scientific evidence. Yeah. Not surprising there. So, a little history on the binaural beat. A scientist named Wilhelm Dove, that's kind of funny, no coincidence there is credited for discovering binaural beats in 1839. Oh, so maybe he is a time traveler. Yeah, maybe. And I, I don't know if that guy's... That's the thing. I don't know if that hair metal dude's first name was Dove, last name was Dove, or if he just called himself Dove. But maybe isn't, it was Wilhelm. Wait, isn't the chick in uh, Lost Boys, isn't she called Dove? I can't remember Michael. that. Isn't she called like Dove? I think that's the most famous Dove I know. I'm sure I'm she has sure. like a weird hippie-ish name. Did so, you also, on a side note, did you hear that they're fucking remaking Lost Boys? Why? Because they remake every movie. Why touch that movie? It's fucking perfection. Leave it alone, Hollywood. Heinrich Wilhelm Dove was a meteorologist who uh, wrote over 300 papers, and he helped launch the Science of Global Climate study. Oh, so, good for Wilhelm. Yeah. No, he definitely left a legacy behind him. But what he's most famous for discovering binaural beats. So this guy worked constantly, produced work on everything from magnetism to the distribution of heat over the earth. He even uh, uh, discovered or came up with a theory um, called Drehungenserts, which is the theory of rotation, which later became, which like a, predated the uh, Coriolis effect, you know, What's which that? is um, where wind tends to rotate counterclockwise to the hemisphere and clockwise in another. Okay. Haven't you ever tested that when you go to like, I I guess you haven't been to Australia. Oh, like on The Simpsons when they go to Australia. You know, I remember (laughs) when I was a kid and I went to South Africa, I flushed the toilet and I'm like, it's going in a different direction. It is kind of, it's it's a bit, you know, it's a bit uh, shocking when you first see it. But what Wilhelm Dove is most known for is a paper he published in 1839. He was around 35 years old and he discovered an interesting phenomenon. He put a subject in a room, and on one side of the room, he placed a huge tuning fork with a listening tube that ran from the fork to the subject's ear. On the other side of the room, he placed another similar-sized tuning fork and another tube running up to the subject's other ear. And so the two forks didn't quite vibrate at the same frequency. One, for example, would vibrate around 450 hertz, and the other one would be about 470 hertz. Now, the subject could hear the difference, but he heard it as a combined sound, a different sound than the original two frequencies. So it was more like a slow beat, which is now known as a binaural beat. At what point in your scientific studies does it get does it get to the stage where you're like, I need to book out a room, I need to get some tuning forks, I need to get some like really loud, like long loud tubes, and then I need to find a dude to sit in the middle of this. Will you do it? Will well you sit in the you- middle? I think this was an accidental discovery. I don't know what he was studying. Who knows? Maybe he was studying wind chimes or something. Who knows? But I think it was an accidental discovery, and he's like, well, that's weird. This guy can hear a third tone. 
But nothing, it was just a curiosity. Nothing really came of it until 134 years later in 1973 when Dr. Dr. (laughs) Gerald Oster noticed that people varied in sensitivity to binaural beats. And some people with neurological conditions such as Parkinson's couldn't even hear them. So he was like, he did a bunch of research and he was like, oh, this is really weird. You know, you could almost use a binaural beat to diagnose something like Parkinson's or other auditory, you know, auditory impairments. So he ended, up, uh, found, he ended up finding that a number of his subjects could not perceive binaural beats. Turned out they suffered from Parkinson's. Is that not just because like it's a degenerative disease and your brain is basically turning to mush? So the electrical signals can't fire from like one side to the other. Is that not just because... I think what he found is that certain tones they couldn't detect, but he could do other tones that they could actually hear. So, you know, I'm not quite sure, but it is kind of weird that you could, you know, test for a neurological condition using sound. So no one had ever done it. And so the effects of binaural beats on consciousness were later examined by a physicist named Thomas Campbell, an electrical engineer named Dennis Menerich, who under the direction of Robert Monroe from the Monroe Institute, ended up uh, reproducing a subjective impression of a four hertz oscillation that they associated with lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences. Oh, me, I can lucid dream. <laughs> so does that mean I would be very susceptible to binaural beats? Possibly if you were under hypnosis, it might work on you. So uh, Robert Monroe wrote a famous cult classic called Journeys Out of the Body. And in it, he had talked about his out-of-body experiences using binaural beats. Right. So that's the thing. I mean, to me, it sounds, it sounds like pseudoscience. Like, I, I'm immediately skeptical. But, I mean, these guys are scientists who claim that, you know, a lot of the, you know, that these have worked and they've demonstrated it. Whether or not it actually improves your mental health, that's debatable. So another tone that's sometimes confused with a binaural beat, or at least related to it, is an isochronic tone. Now, these were discovered in a study by Dr. Arturo Mons in 1981 in uh, Santiago, Chile, at the Universidad de los Andes. He found that isochronic tones produce a stronger brainwave entrainment effect when compared to binaural beats. Um, is, it, main... is it What came first, the isotonic drink or the isochronic, which sounds like a really good strain of weed? Y'all have some Wait, the, isochronic. Yeah, isochronic, that could be a good strain of weed. I am um, a big believer that uh, isotonic drinks, I don't care if they're fakes because I have been saved by a LucasAid spa on a hangover many times. And when I was over, I was getting into the Gatorades. Wait, is that called an isotonic drink? Yeah, they're like iso- you're supposed to use them for like replacing the electrolytes, which I think is bullshit. But they're just like so good for hangovers. They kind of eradicate a hangover. I well, Gatorade is spa. a cure for hangovers. I've always used it. I mean, I think yeah. it's just because you're so dehydrated. Yeah, I don't know if they put in some of those dehydration powder. You know, like you're supposed to take after you have the <laughs> the runs. Is that what's in it? I you know, I don't even know what an electrolyte is, but is that what an it's called isotonic drinks in England? Yeah, isotonic. That's what the Gatorade is, and that's what a Lucasade Spot, Orange Lucasade Spot, man. Oh, I could just have one of them right now. So now the main difference between a binaural beat and an isochronic tone is that binaural beats are two slightly different tones. 
um, that are continuous, whereas an isochronic tone is a single tone that comes on and off at different intervals. So let me play a couple. So this okay. is a binaural beat. It's kind of low, but can you hear that? Seven hertz. So it's just one continuous beat. Yeah, so this is a theta binaural beat. So if you go into isochron, and that's the thing, you're supposed to sit there and listen to that while you're sleeping for four hours. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. I'm pretty much dead to the world when I'm asleep. So, But the the sound is, is doing something to your brain at that point because your brain's producing a third beat that's supposed to either make you relaxed or cure your insomnia. This it's is an isochronic tone. So you can kind of hear the difference. It's like a pulsating tone, yeah. in a sense, coming on and off rather than one long, continuous tone. So, Kate Rambo, you're probably wondering, how do these binaural beats work? Well, so the two different tones must have a frequency below 1,500 hertz with a difference of no greater than 40 hertz between them to produce the third tone. Okay, I think and you know what I'm going to ask. What What's the brown sound, uh, hertz? That's the lowest tone you could possibly produce. Well, it's obviously low tone because it's the brown sound. But no, seriously, what is the, uh, the John Hertz of that? I have no idea. I don't even know if that's real. I always thought it was an urban myth, but I like the idea of it. I always thought if I was like the commander of a war, my two strategies would be I would equip spiders... Like, and I'm talking like huntsman spiders, and I mean like a whole army of huntsmen. I mean like a million of them. I would have them, and I would place like little stereo speakers on their backs. And when I release them first in the first wave, they would produce the brown sound. So if you weren't already shitting yourself at 100 million uh, huntsmen's coming at you, you're then going to get attacked by the brown sound. That could be effective. You know, uh, they already do that, though, where they can blast the speaker that gives people nausea. So it's like they'll have a huge speaker that just blasts this tone that gives you nausea. Whether you or not it makes you shit like yourself, music? I'm not sure about that. Do you think spiders like hang out and listen to music? Like sp- obviously we force them to. No, I doubt it. They're insects. Yeah, but you not think they like the beat? I'm not sure. Once again, deep thoughts with Kate <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> this is why she shouldn't smoke weed. So anyway, there's five different kinds of uh, sound waves that fall into the binaural beat category. There's a delta wave, which is 0.5 to 4 hertz. This signifies a, a state of deep sleep, dreamless sleep, loss of body awareness when you're that low. Theta waves, 4 to 7 hertz, that are common with like a lighter stages of sleep. Dreams, deep meditation, REM sleep. Then there's alpha waves, 8 to 12 hertz. These are like when you're relaxed with your eyes closed meditating, like a meditative state. So pre-sleep and pre-wake drowsiness. There's beta waves, 13 to 40 hertz, which is when you are awake and alert. And so this is like active concentration, arousal, cognition. Mm. And then finally, gamma waves. These are greater than 40 hertz, higher, highest mental activity at this point. So problem solving, fear, 
and uh, consciousness. So okay. there's different binaural beats that are played at you know that hertz range that fall into these different waves. So what you do is you listen to the the like an alpha wave and you train your brain over time in a process called entrainment, and that's how you can influence the function of your brain. So the phenomenon is called frequency following response. So the concept is that if you receive a stimulus with a frequency in the range of brain waves, then there's a predominant brain wave frequency that will move towards the frequency of the stimulus. It's a little bit a uh, little bit complicated. But I'm so, just like, I'm just kind of zoned out a bit then, sorry. <laughs> I was listening, but at the same time I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Essentially what I'm saying is that these different brain wave patterns are associated with certain states of mind, like anxiety to um, alertness to sleep. So depending on what you, you alter the brain wave to, to produce that effect. And that's, that's why it's considered a therapy for anxiety, insomnia, you know, um, ADHD and things like that. But insomnia, so would you have to listen to those beats while you're awake? Because it's pretty pointless playing them when you're asleep isn't it? Or is it supposed to relax you more? It's supposed to help you go to sleep. So I think the idea is you sit in a dark room, you're relaxed, you're laid, you know, you lay down on a comfortable bed, you put your headphones on and you listen to one of those binaural beats for like two hours, but you're going to fall asleep at that point. If you would fall asleep in two hours listening to like fucking Barry White for two hours, you're going to fall asleep. Some people, but some people can't sleep. They have issues sleeping. And so this is a way that is supposed to train your brain that it needs to relax. What's the opposite of insomnia? Because I like not narcolepsy either. Because I think I have that because I slept for twenty two hours the other day. Like, what's that called? I don't know what that that is. That is disturbing. I'm not quite sure how somebody could maybe coma. Like, I think I should be studied by medical science because I can will myself back to sleep as well. Like, if I wake up and I just don't like the look of the weather outside, I'm like guess I'll go back to bed. And I just like will fall asleep instantly. Someone please tell me what that is and how yeah, the internet I've works. never met anyone that can sleep for 22 hours straight like that. That's That <laughs> I think is like a psychological condition you might need to get treated. I liked what Jojo said, what am I, a newborn? <laughs> yeah. Or a cat. I mean, a cat can sleep that long. Maybe I'm half cat. Possibly. So a lot of people, they use binaural beats and this is why I think it's completely subjective. They claim that they feel more relaxed. They see improvements in their mood and motivation. And they increase, you know, they increase their focus. They experience lower anxiety. But that's what I'm saying. It's all subjective. And I bet you coerced by the person doing the experiment because they're asking you, like, do you feel, do you feel better? Happy? Do you feel less anxious? And then you're like, yeah, even though you feel I nothing. Think- I think the same thing could be achieved for two hours of just listening to like really happy Motown songs. Like we're only going to listen to the hits of Otis Redding for two hours. You've not got to care in the world. And I think people come out of that going do, 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 do. You know what I mean? I think it's a placebo effect if you ask me. Yeah. Like they're telling you you're supposed to feel this way. And so then you do just by association. Uh, So anyway, binaural beats. How is it a treatment for, ins- for insomnia? So during sleep, you know, the brain generates different types of brain waves uh, depending on the stage of sleep. So low th- frequency theta and delta brain waves are associated with uh, relaxation and deep sleep. So here is a pure theta wave that people claim will cure your insomnia. 
Oh my god, is it gonna knock me out? <laughs> is it gonna pass out? It's just a tone. I mean, I... I don't know. I don't think I can concentrate on this enough. The podcast that puts its listeners to sleep. It's a theta wave. Do you find this relaxing? No, but I could sleep right now. When can I not sleep? Yeah, I mean, sleep probably because you're tired. Yeah, yeah. So that, so it, it just to me, it just sounds like just a tone. I almost hear this in my ear because I've went to so many shows without uh, using uh, earplugs. You get the tinnitus. So, oh, right. So how do binaural beats, you bring up a good point. How do binaural beats work with people with tinnitus? Well, that's an issue. Does you it can help damage them? your hearing if you turn it up too loud. Yeah. So here's another one. This is a binaural beat for insomnia. Creepy. This is my new favorite drum carpenter soundtrack. Is this the brain suspended in jelly? Yeah, apparently this is a theta wave that is supposed to synchronize the two tones in your brain, producing a third tone that helps you sleep. I don't know. I'm calling fabrics on that. Um, so they say that theta waves are, are thought to improve learning because children who have strong theta waves because they're, you know, they remain in uh, that state uh, longer um, than adults usually learn faster than adults when they're, you know, when they're kids. Like you pick up languages quicker. So they feel that if you spend an hour in the theta state every day, um, it'll help you absorb more things and be able to concentrate better. Aren't kids like sponges anyways? Don't they just pick up like anything you tell them? Like if you say Jaws is real, a kid will be like, yeah, Jaws is real. And then you show them out. Possibly. But I mean, it is proven that kids pick up languages quicker than adults. Yeah, because their little brains are like sponges. Whereas as you get older, so the... Uh... The synapses aren't snapping quite so snappily anymore. Theta waves are said to improve that cognition. Um, so this is a binaural beat that reduces depression. It's mostly a delta brainwave. Just like a slightly louder tone. I'm going to try to blast through these boring ones. Um, so here's an alpha... An alpha theta binaural beat session, which treats addictions and recovery okay. of repressed memories. I couldn't imagine, though, sitting there for three hours listening to this with headphones. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of one of the greatest movie quotes in history. Can you remember this film when he goes, Do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? That's what all of this is. What movie is that? Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I don't even remember that. But yeah, you it's know, like I, my favorite bits. I do <laughs> think uh, I could see that working on both the actors in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so yeah, it's just these constant tones, and that's supposed to produce some kind of effect on you to treat you with your addiction to uh, to cocaine. Yeah, it, again, this is a thing for men's. Instead of going to therapy and just, you know, searching deep within yourself to find out what could be the root cause caused by you, you're like, nah, I'm just going to listen to some beats and, you know, like, I won't be addicted to like, heroin anymore. I'll just listen to some beats. Or 
you can substitute the beat for actual heroin with a new concept called digital drug. Actually, it's not that new, but this was, this kind of came about 2010. I mean, binaural beats have been around for a while, but digital drugs and the paranoia associated with that became a thing in like around 2010, 2011, when parents start freaking out that their kids were eye-dosing online. <laughs> I I definitely missed all of this. How old was I in 2010? How many years ago was it? 13. So I was I, early 20s. I don't know why we didn't... I was living in London. I'm not sure why we didn't cover this back in 2010. I must have missed it too. But apparently in 2010, 2011, teens were participating in eye dosing, which involves listening to sounds and tones known as digital drugs, um, which will give them a euphoric or high feeling. Um, I want to go back to those glory days of the internet (laughs) when you could get high. Bring back Rotten.com. Bring it back. Well, they're called iDosers or iDosers. And uh, it relies on the concept of binaural beats. Now, I personally, I mean, people say, you know, well, so it's music, right? Binaural beats. It's not really music. I think it's ambient sounds designed to affect your brain waves like you know i looked into it you can go generate your own binaural beats i was thinking of making one to, for uh, caliban that's just a binaural beat with like a subliminal message of me being like stop being a cunt stop being a cunt over and over again so it is like dumb and dumber where you would just be like, we want to hear the most annoying sound in the world. And one of you is going, ah, and the other one's going, ah, <laughs> it's like a, a beach boys song. Are the beach boys binaural beats? You know, it's kind of around the same time that you remember when people would post their uh, uh, video of them doing salvia and the effects? Sadly, yes. Well, so 2010, teens were posting YouTube videos of themselves, quote unquote, getting high off of audio tracks. And there's been, you know, if you look at, I, there's a website called idoser.com where you can purchase the different digital drugs. And, you know, there's people on it. You look, go look on Reddit. There's reviewers that have been like, it's such a trippy experience. I've never achieved that kind of high. I was skeptical, but now I'm a, I'm a believer. And they you say know, it's I intense. Actually, I would actually be more intrigued to try something like that while I was on acid. Because if I'm going to give it a go and like be like, sure, I'll try it. I'm at my most agreeable when I'm on acid. So if it w- won't work when you're on acid, it will never work any other time. I mean, I don't know. I, you, that's the thing when you're on acid or any kind of hallucinogenic, you're more you know, sensitive to uh, different sounds. That's why it's cool listening to like Pink Floyd. I think it's kind of in the same vein. It's, it's never, like you're more susceptible. never cool to listen to well, Pink Floyd. I don't think so either, but I think a lot of people like, <laughs> a trip out and listen to Dark Side of the Moon. It's the same, you know, it's the same uh, concept here. So here's iDoser. iDoserSoftware.com is the name of the site. Right. And uh, you can go onto their, their website here and you can purchase digital absinthe, digital LSD, digital adrenaline, digital adrenochrome. It's all like $2.81 to purchase all this. Um, different strains of, of uh, marijuana like Amsterdam Gold. Um, remember those mushrooms, Amanita mushrooms? Yeah. You can purchase digital Amanita mushrooms. And my personal favorite, digital bath salts. That shit will oh fuck you God. up. Oh, my God. That shit will fuck you up. So let's listen to iDoser's digital drug pack here. Um, what do you think? THC, MDMA, or DMT? What, what do you want to do? Let's uh, 
yeah, we should probably start from the bottom and make our way to the top because first you start smoking weed and then you move on to the Mitzi Turbos and then before you know it, you're in the DMT. This is what people say. You're supposed to be in the mindset, relax, don't be on any kind of dr- other drugs. Definitely do not do not be driving or operating heavy machinery. You lay in a comfortable space, you put your headphones on, and uh, you listen to some digital THC. You get high. Like, this is actually kind of musical. You can hear the binaural beat in the background, but then there's music over it. This is THC. Let me skip ahead. It's like a, an hour-long track. Oh my god, really? I would just rather listen to, like, small faces for an hour. Like, it's ridiculous. All right, that's THC. Here's MDMA. Oh, Don't feel at all relaxed. Get the club. Beats pumping. Yeah. This is my favorite Bloodhound Gang song. saying it's just so it's just this generic techno beat over a binaural tone you know, a tone yeah i don't i don't want to ever be reminded that i was once excruciatingly happy on mdma i want to forget those i mean I, I loved mdma and never was a fan of that music but that music was tolerable when i was oh man MDMA. but the drugs kids today don't understand the ecstasy back then was so fucking strong that you'd just be like what song is this i don't care you're just dancing to it. And your jaw like, is just, water. your jaw just, just clenched. Jaw and you're just pounding waters. You've yeah. got that clammy sweat. You just love everyone. God, I've wasted my life. Get ready for a DMT trip, Kay Rambo. Oh, I'm ready. Is this an R. Kelly song? I don't know, but it's... It's... To the fact that teens were actually sitting there listening to this, pretending to get high, kind of enrages Bless me. Them. Bless them. I would have been like, I don't know, if I was the older brother and I found my brother doing this, I would have slapped him. You know what, though? Think of Gave it this him some way. real so DMT. The, I would say in the early 2000s till about 2005, it was really easy to get fucking drugs to get good drugs at a good price. And then something changed. Like, yeah, the salvias were coming in, which was shockingly shite. And spice, and, synthetic and marijuana. Like, yes, yeah, synthetic shite was coming in. And also pills just went away. They stopped, they, obviously you can get MDMA now. That's the thing. You could get MDMA and Ket, but like Mitsu Turbos are a thing of the past. I remember them getting progressively weaker till I was buying like pounds, like a, a fucking one pill for a pound like that don't do that it's just speed we're both a bit old now you have no idea what designer drugs exist like i, I remember i did uh what was that one tce2 or whatever that was it's like these designer drugs that kind of have the same effect um yeah if i'm not, not more into potent. the fake drugs well that's the thing we don't even know what drugs people are doing in this day and age not to mention pills oxys and all the other pills that uh you know are so prescriptions yeah Yeah, uh, prescription pills but all these other pills are readily available on the street i mean it's kind of a different world from 
back in our day. Um, Why can't they just bring back quaaludes? Why can't they just bring them because back? Because they're so much weaker than oxys. It's like, why do a quaalude when you could do something 10 times more powerful? I want to do a quaalude because you can still walk around. You just feel really sexy all the time. I want a drug that makes me feel sexy where I don't act like a fucking dickhead. Same deal with opium. I love smoking opium. Try to find opium now. Oh, you man, you, I, why have opium I would love to. when you can have heroin? Yeah, but opium's different. You can like trip out on opium. Yeah, you trip out on heroin. No, I mean, it's like I mean, a different type of trip, isn't it? I've always wanted to try it. I like it. I don't find it as strong nor as addictive, and it smells very pleasant as opposed to smoking you know, tar heroin. Oh, um, yeah. But it's a different high, and I think people want a stronger high, and that's kind of what it is. Um, possibly people might, want, people might want skooma. You ever had skooma? S- no, what's skooma? It sounds like skooma. a new form of scuba diving. Um, no, it's different. This is skooma. This is skooma. Are you feeling it? It's supposed to feel euphoria. Skooma is a fictional drug in the world of computer role-playing game series, The Elder Scrolls. Oh, I remember The Elder Scrolls. Okay. (laughs) It's a narcotic made from... Refined moon sugar and extremely addictive and illegal. Oh, shit. So, what we just did was really illegal, D. Here's a Reddit user named Apocalypse. Um, this person said, I've used iDoser plenty of times, and yeah, it does work. It took us several times to find the right way to do it, but once we did, we got down and we were high. You need to get comfortable, you need to lay down on your back. Make sure you have headphones on and you're completely alone. Relax, push play. But it will definitely get you high. This shit fucked me up for several hours. As soon as it was done, I felt nothing. But then I left the room and I couldn't. Come on. Right. Um, I think it's nonsense. I really do. You know, that's the thing. When you take drugs, there's more than just changing brainwave frequency. You know, but I can understand how people could find, you know, this tone relaxing and put you in kind of a trance-like state. But I think it's a placebo, if you ask me. So this became a thing back in 2010 uh, because there are students, three students at Mustang High School just outside Oklahoma City that were hauled into the principal's office because they appeared intoxicated at school. And when they were asked about what they'd been doing, they said they were idosing. And they claimed that they downloaded songs through their headphones, had been listening to it in class, and got high from the sound. Parents flipped out about it and then started saying, there's a new danger on the internet. But I don't know. If you ask me, I think it's a placebo. And I think these kids were listening to other kids that were saying that they were high. They said they got high too. But there's no scientific evidence at all that these high-dose drugs produce any kind of effect. Parents were concerned that what it could lead to is actually them being curious to try the actual drug. Yeah, because it's introducing them to be like, this is, there's a drug out there called LSD, which makes you trip out. But kids are but, always going to... This is what I find funny, is like parents are always like, my kids will never try drugs. It's like, of course, you, of course they will. Everybody fucking does it. Like, you've got to like let them do it at some well, point. You can't be a bitch about it. They feel this benign activity 
will eventually lead them down a dangerous path to doing dangerous, illicit drugs. But in my opinion, I think parents should be more concerned about this. Kids listening to binaural beats to generate a gigantic monster cock. And this, this is the thing. It's, you know, it's also called subliminal sex magic. But people claim that you can listen to a binaural beat and it will affect your pituitary gland and affect your, your body's physiology so you can grow and add, you can add inches to your cock. Like there's men inches. who believe this. Yeah, girth and length, Kate Rambo. Oh, well, I mean, it is all about the girth at the end of the day. I spent the entire week listening to this and uh, oh. <laughs> nothing happened. Sorry. Have you been measuring? I've been measuring every day. It's like this for two hours. What? This is a gigantic dick generator. Subliminal sex magic. I could see Leander listening to this. Oh, wishing as well. Your thick cock is How many times are you hearing the word cock? All right. That's how to grow a gigantic dick. It's called the gigantic dick generator. Well, now there's also... A harem cock subliminal sex magic video that uses binaural beats. And what this does is it allows you to have a magnetic dick that attracts gangs of sex-starved ladies. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that happens where women just walk the streets going, God damn it, I need a cock. Where is an alpha man with a cock right now? That happens. Yeah, of course it does. If you keep listening to this, this uh, video here, it will happen. Your cock attracts lesbians. Well, your cock is so magnetic that a woman whose sexual orientation is lesbian will flip. She'll flip back. Like, I can't picture dudes just sitting there, like, listening to this at night in their bed alone, thinking this is going to change their life. All right, here's another one uh, for superhuman penis growth. Makes you more powerful every day. Here's the instructions listen with your eyes closed and headphones. Visualize having an enormous penis that is incredibly powerful and attractive. Do not listen to it while driving. Oh, definitely not. These tracks are so long, too.
This guy, this guy wrote, if stretching really worked, I should be a thick, large guy, but I'm not. I've tried everything under the sign for 55 years. <laughs> He's a bit better. You know, I can kind of feel a little more girthy. A little more girthy Do you, right I now. feel a little girthy, actually. I think my clit is like, becoming like China's. Wait, are you getting a white on? No, I legit think my clit is starting to grow and I'm going to have a monster clit like China, the wrestler. Rest in peace, China. Here's some intense binaurals for thicker, wider, and stronger erections. Oh, I'm it, feeling thick. It's funny because if you look at the video for this one, it's just flashing lips, like red lips, over a Aww. dude's crotch. <laughs> so it's like a dude's crotch and just flashing lips. Also, another really long video. I'm going to skip ahead. This is supposed to give you a thicker, wider, and stronger erection. So here's a guy, Chris Allen. He says, I've been using other ones similar to these, and they're amazing. Started back in September, and by December 31st, I've grown two inches in length, one inch in girth. Yeah, uh-huh, of course you have. Uh, what was he that, says, Tim Allen, the comedian? Of course you have. He says he spends an hour every day listening to this, and doing pump exercises. <laughs> this guy says, I don't really know why, but I've been listening to penis subliminals for several years, never with a success. This, I've only been listening to three days. I already feel thicker, wider, and longer. <laughs> I, I mean, what the fuck? What? What, at what point in your life do you think sitting there doing pump exercises for an hour every fucking day and listening to this will make your penis grow? I mean, just get over it if you've got whatever you've got in the pants department. Just learn to be funny and crack some jokes. You don't and then learn how to be a good shark. You don't need to, like, have a big cock. You know what? That's a myth, although some women will say they love fucking huge cocks. But me, personally, I like a small dicked man. <laughs> You know, I keep telling myself, it's not the length, it's not the size, it's how many times you make it rise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I'm thank you. I do you. appreciate being, uh, <laughs> being um, loved for my, uh, my girth. <laughs> um, here's another one of uh, penis expansion through hypnosis. This one's oh really long. This one's really long, but it's pretty amazing. It with starts off closed, with this woman okay. guiding nice you through relaxation. relaxation. And now let out any tension or stress from your day as you slowly exhale. Good. And now take in an even deeper breath. They're of a slightly more delicate nature. I'm skipping ahead. This is such a surprise to you, but you continue exploring the site even further, and what you come to realize is that the construction being done is an expansion of a penis. Is this a J-O-I Not video? only is this construction the expansion of any penis, it's supposed to be but a hypnosis of where you're, you come Today upon a construction a site of a bunch of clones of yourself your friend, building so a stronger and bigger and penis. The construction crews. Now, this is no ordinary construction crew by your project. 
as you find yourself getting more acquainted with this project to your site. And these men are also duplicates of you. And they're gonna bang. Another one on the collagenous sheath. She goes and through like all the biological, the shaft skin, you know, medical the terms sinusoids, for like your, you know, your vas deferens and, and your corpus cavernosa. <laughs> like, it's it's also like, interesting. It goes, I mean, it goes on and on for hours. I can't imagine anybody listening to this one. So here's my favorite one. Uh, this oh, is male enhancement, one. dimension okay. and erection. Um, instructions, don't listen to this audio while driving or operating machinery. It's made for men who specifically want to grow larger penises to their ideal dimensions and have a stronger erection. It contains binaural beats at 4 hertz, which has its best effect while listening to uh, headphones or earphones at 70% volume. For best experience, listen to it three times a day while you're relaxed and calm until you reach your goals. Some people notice a larger penis after two months. Some, after 10 days. My goodness. And they, they say you should listen to it while sleeping. Subliminal. I'm going to skip ahead a bit. This person in here says, is there a limit to growth potential? (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I like this one is because the guy is very obviously Indian. And they're called Pookie Subliminals. And so he has subliminals for even growing a larger nut sack. But it all kind of sounds like this. Now here's one specifically for the ladies. This is for the ladies. Oh, so I can grow my tits big. Um, it's, you know, I think it's a intense mind fuck and emotional fractionation for girls. Here's a disclaimer. He doesn't believe that being a woman makes you weaker or less than a man. Not at all. That being said, this is fetishized and called consensual misogyny. And it ends with you being a stronger woman as part of the outcome. And it's a fantasy. It's for strong women who want to take a break from time to time and be a weak little girl in the hands of a strong man. Oh, okay. Right. Are these, these are for whacking off, aren't they? Hello and welcome, my little girl. Sounds like the sweet. This is called misogynistic mindfuck. <laughs> That's right, little girl. Now, a little disclaimer. I oppose real misogyny. This file contains fetishized, stupid object, fucking whore. Yeah, you are a fucking little pea-brained animal, little bitch. You are a little bitch in here. You are inferior. Barely a few minutes into the recording, and you already stroke yourself, pleasure yourself when I tell you that you are just a fucking stupid cunt. I think Leander definitely listens to this one. That's Leander's yeah, favorite right. one, definitely. Bitch. I am a Fuck stupid toy. little girl. In fact, I think this might be Leander. <laughs> <laughs> you are just a you weak little girl. And I'm a strong man, you fucking stupid cunt. You are mindless. I have no problem exerting my control over you. 
dominating you. You are a weak and weak-willed little girl. You are. It goes on like this for hours. It's amazing. Why would you? Why would you ever listen to that when you could just? I don't know. Listen to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> because it's not a misogynistic mindfuck. Well, I guess Actually, under my un- thumb. Under, under my thumb. thumb the might girl be. <laughs> who wants put so, me down. This is kind of borderline approaching sissy hypno, which is right. it's in the same vein. So people might remember um, years ago, episode 709 of Sick and Wrong, Harrison and I covered sissy hypno porn. Now, that's a subgenre of porn where there's images of hot women are utilized to turn on the target audience, mainly beta submissive males. And then quickly, after a frame or two, it's showing a, uh, a pic of an erect cock that's usually coming with words that flash on the screen saying, suck cock, wear panties, eating cum is groovy, get on your knees for a man. So that's the thing. It's instead of like, Seeing this porn and having this feeling, getting erect and wanting to fuck a hot woman. Instead, you know, you want to be a hot woman. It's making Don't you Don't we all want to be a hot woman at heart? Doesn't everybody just want to be a really hot woman? I'd rather be a really hot woman than a hot man. Well, this, is, this one's called Dirty Bitch. Come with me now. Come with me now. As that wet and steeper touches your mouth right now, you sink deeper and deeper. Based perfectly. And now, my bitch girl. My bitch girl. I'm gonna give you what you really want. I like the other guy better. Get on your knees. You see yourself getting down on your knees. I like the other one. Right. The other one's better. Wait, are you more turned on by the other one? By that? No, that this chick seems like a bit like. Oh, hello. Would you? Li-? She sounds a bit like Caliban in my mind. Would you like a cup of tea, my friend? She's supposed Would to be like sexy. Su- she doesn't right. sound sexy. She just sounds like one. she's a bit of a mouse. This one is a sissy addict. From now on, people are going to pay so much more attention to her. Yes, you ever felt with a woman, and then, you realize that, you have become, more and more horny, in general. Being wow. trained to, be a sissy, has be started to take to more, be a and sissy. more of your time, in your life, and more and more, thought processes, inside your brain, more feminine, and sexier, and more attractive to men, and how to take cock in a sexier way. Wow, so, Siri so got sexy. It goes on and on. And I think those videos, and we, we did a whole thing on sissy hypnoporn. Sissy hypnoporn in particular isn't just audio. It's audio with images of like a sexy woman, you know, juxtaposed with a big massive cock coming everywhere. Right. So that's a little bit different than a binaural beat. But there are some, uh, some binaural beats that are supposed to be intensely sexual. Like this one is, uh, is another one for, I think, the alpha male category that wants women, or at least train their brain to think that women are cum-drinking angels begging for your cum. Aren't we all? 
Who's listening come, to this? Come, come, come. I'm getting bored of hearing about come now. Well, I think that's the thing. It's the repetition of the word come. Subliminally makes you think your come is more potent. Girls want to come. Come. I mean, how freaked out would you be if uh, you were at your boyfriend's house, he went to work, you turn on his computer, and it's just hundreds of MP3s about come-drinking angels? You mean that first time I came over to stay with you? And this, <laughs> this is, is research, Kate Rambo. It's different. <laughs> I keep telling you that. I don't know if it's because I've got uh, I don't know, uh, like I've got the MTV brain, but like I I just am already bored of just hearing the word come. No, but I mean, would you be concerned if your boyfriend was listening to something like that over and over again for hours instead of having regular music, instead of having the Rolling Stones? Or, you know, the saints, they only listen to that. Well, probably in the last two weeks, I've listened to Jimmy Ruffin's What Becomes of the Broken Hearted on repeat about five times a day. So what's worse, really? Maybe that's a binaural beat to increase the, uh, your arousal. It could be. So it's <laughs> anyway, all relative, but I would be worried. So yes. people can use binaural beats to enhance their sexual prowess, to... Um, it make a more intense sexual experience to prolong their orgasms. There's, you could do a search for that, but people also have been using binaural beats to harness the power of Satan. Oh, so this yeah, one, this is the good shit. Yeah, this is a, a Hail Satan binaural hypnosis brainwave frequency. And this is another track that's like three hours long. And it says, beware, Satanist. This powerful video is, for, is a force to be reckoned with. Behold its power. At the right volume, this audio will have your absolute brainwave synchronized and you can feel the devilish impulses running throughout your body. Oh, what? So it's not going to summon up the devil. That's what I want. That's what it does. You're supposed to envision the devil. You're training your brain to see the devil. Satan. With Satan. Yeah, I'm doing it. It just basically goes on like this. Banging John Carpenter song. Well, this is a binaural beat right here, but an evil one. And it just, I mean, who's listening to this? It's on YouTube and it's, uh, how long? It's over an hour. Here's another one. It's called the Baphomet, the Baphomet Binaural Beat, 666 Hertz. Oh, I love it. Of course it has to be. <laughs> So imagine doing a lot of acid and just sitting down there listening to this for an hour. Really? I'd be so bored. You might believe in Satan afterwards. No, I It's just images of the Baphomet sigil and just the goat and a pentagram. People think this allows you to ascend into the ultimate power of the Baphomet and invoke <laughs> I don't get that. There's another one that Idos produces okay. called the Gate of Hades, which is supposed to be the one that everyone, like if you go on the 
Reddit, you'll see that everyone freaks out about this one. There's another one called Hand of God, too, but this one is supposed to take you to the gates of hell. I've been there many times. Skipping ahead because it's like the other one at least had chanting and weird kind of demonic utterances. Like this is yeah, just you want the ambient music. Yeah, I don't know if I believe in any of this stuff. Um, so now here is a binaural beat used to summon a lesbian sex spirit. Oh, the succubus. I mean, I think it's a placebo. Are you if, summoning it so that a lesbian sex spirit will show up in your room right now for your big, now, girthy cock? I've already listened to enough of this to, like, increase my girth by two inches. So now, next thing you know, I just need a lesbian sex spirit. Uh, is she there yet? You can kind of hear it. This she is almost more isochronic. Who's believing this, though? That's what I don't understand. Who is sitting there listening to this? Maybe a teenager, but even when I was a teen, I'd be like, you are full of shit. Yeah, I also wouldn't have believed it when I was a teen. It does take a special type of person. Usually the people who believe that the COVID was a hoax and that the vaccines <laughs> were putting us to uh, what they were transporting chips at us might believe this. This is They're a the type of people. summon a succubus with a binaural beat. I, I really don't understand it. What is so some of them actually actually come with instructions that tell you how to do it. Oh, I thought you were going to say come with instructions on what to do with succubus. Well, Write the succubus name across the walls of your room or around your house. You can form a sigil as well, whichever one will do. Even write the name names upon the floor. Walk around this name while visioning and particularizing the succubi in your company. See well over again and again until you are satisfied. You know, I could see Harrison doing that. Cause this he is was, totally a Harrison Street. He was a practitioner of sex magic. I mean, we used to... I, I wasn't making fun of Whoa. him. I was laughing with him, even uh -huh. though he wasn't laughing. But he would get very defensive when I'd bring up sex magic and whether or not it works. I could see Harrison trying to summon up a succubus. Like this is all Harrison's on, on fentanyl, just like, I'm going to get a succubus and I'm going to fuck the shit out of that succubus. <laughs> succubus won't know what's hit it. <laughs> well, there's slim evidence that any of these binaural beats are anything but a placebo or a slight oral distraction. And there's been research uh, at the Virginia Polytech Institute in 2016. They examined the minds of 28 adults using EEG electrodes, which allowed them okay. to record brainwaves. And they listened to binaural beats of varying frequency or a control sound um, while performing a memory task uh, called delayed matching the sample. Um, only the group with the highest binaural beat ratio, a difference of 15 hertz left and right, saw any improvement in memory, where most of them said they did, but didn't really actually experience any, any difference between the, listening to the sounds. 
So some of it, some of them said even other ratios of tones actually decrease the participants' accuracy on the tasks that they're being given. Is that because, like, I don't know, when you're trying to sleep, anything that's distracting you from the outside, you're, it puts your brain into, like, a kind of, oh, well, you're not going to go into deep sleep now. Be prepared for some uh, feeling like shit tomorrow, bitch. I mean, I think they were trying to, you know, sort of differentiate the sounds. So I think some of them would have, like, the, you know, the deeper hertz mm-hmm. sounds, whereas other were having, like, gamma hertz or alpha hertz to try to experience some kind of difference. The only thing that they saw based on the EEG data was that, Binaural beats at the highest ratio seemingly improve the connection strength of like brain regions associated with working memory, seemingly, but no real tangible proof or evidence. And they say that more research is needed to understand what binaural beats can actually do or cannot do. Can they relieve anxiety? Give you, um, you know, help with your insomnia? There's no evidence for any of this beyond anecdotes. Like, it's all subjective. It's people. You're, you're basically putting your faith in people who are, like, going online being like, yeah, I was so high off that I-dose LSD that it actually worked. <laughs> in my opinion, binaural beats are nothing more than money-grabbing su- pseudoscience. Yeah, totally. Don't, take, don't listen to people on the internet is sometimes a good, a good rule of thumb. It, it really is. I mean, especially when you go to a company like idosersoftware.com that's selling these tracks for these tracks that we listen to, like digital THC for $3, and they claim that it biohacks your brain, unlocking, you know, superpowered memory and creativity while melting away stress. Bullshit. It is Just utter bullshit. Weed. Yeah. And there's very little evidence that's conclusive. I mean, uh, this doctor here, Joy Deep Batakara, is a psychology <laughs> professor at Goldsmiths. University of London, um, who studied neuroscience and music for 20 years, including binaural beat research, said there's a lot of big claims that have been made without any adequate uh, verification. He said, I've talked to many people. Some of them say binaural beats help them relax. Research-wise, I can raise a lot of flags, but from the user's point of view, if it helps, go for it. You know, it's, I always it's, think that about placebos. If you're not hurting anybody and it's not hurting you, then and you think it's working, then all right. You're just going to be like that weird person at the dinner table who, yeah, or you're going to be like Dove in the rainbow who's going to tell you that, you know, Cat Xanax doesn't work, but what does work is like this, binaural beats. You're just well, going to be a character. I don't know. They're non-invasive. They're not harming anyone. I guess they can make you deaf if you listen to it too high. But overall, if you want to waste your time listening to binaural beats every day, wishing that your dick is going to grow a couple inches, be my guest. Yeah. Um, that being said, I am going to try to test it on Caliban. What, At make his point, dick bigger? No, I don't want his dick to get bigger. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm going to give relaxing, like relaxation binaural beats and just blast them in the room while he's sleeping and see if it has an effect. I think you should do the one that tries to uh, summon a succubus for him because he just wants company. He'd be like, so we could have succubus. a little friend. Yeah, that yes. might work. You can get on top of me. Do what you want. It's fine. Hello. People, this is episode uh, eight seventy nine here. Sick and wrong. We got some phone calls coming up next. Three two three five two two four zero three two. But first, here's a subliminal message from Adam and Eve. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah. Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. 
Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. Okay, Rambo, we got a couple calls here to the Sick Wrong Hotline. 323-522-4032 is that number. You can also email the show, sickwrongpodcast at gmail.com. We welcome you to share your stories. In Please fact, we do. encourage you. Um, we do. That's one of my favorite segments of the show is playing people's calls. I love it. So um, this guy called in, and it's, it's funny because this is kind of like one of those, it's almost like this call get, will give you blue balls. Oh. Hey, Kate. Um, love the show. It's been a long time since I called. Last time uh, I shared a cop story for the Harrison Memorial Show. Uh, at any rate, okay. I thought I'd share with you a holiday tale. And I hope it's not too late, but it probably is. Ed. But uh, anyways, I'll share it anyways. Uh, I call this the Christmas vacation that wasn't. And it involves me when I was way younger. Uh, I did a stint in my 20s where I was a teacher in East Asia. and uh, A lot of dudes do that. I know a guy that used to be a bartender at the Mallard in the East Bay, and he taught English in uh, Thailand, never left, still over there. And he's like, yeah. I don't know, a couple years older than me, bangs all the young girls. They're like yeah, in of course he does. early 20s. He's like, why would I ever come back to the States? It sucks. Yeah, okay. when you could be shagging the, uh, the ladyboys in Thailand. We get it, man. That's what I think. That's, that's really what's happening there. Through no fault of my own, I was young and naive. I ended up being an undocumented worker somehow, and I was having a very bad time uh, in, in Korea at the time. Uh, oh, I'm too fucked up to, to finish this tale. I'm sorry, guys. I hope you have a laugh about it. That's what I'm saying. It's like blue balls. He like tees it up where you think, oh, he's going to get into a story. He's undocumented immigrant. Something happened. In Korea. What happened to you in Korea, mate? I don't know. Did he never called back? I want to know. I'd like to go to Korea one day. Inquiring minds need to know this. North or South? You want to go North Korea or South? Uh, I want to go to the cool Korea, Uh, not the other one. Dude, call us back. I mean, how it's funny because he was going fine. He was smooth sailing, you know, starting up the narrative, building interest. And then all of a sudden it hit a point where he was like, ah, I'm too fucked up. I can't even remember what I'm supposed to say. Do you Bye. think what's happened is he's like, oh, yeah, that's a funny story. I'll tell it. But then as the, as the uh, memories started, like, washing over his brain, he was a bit like, actually, this was a really traumatic time for me, and I don't want to remember it right now while I'm wasted. So Relive Bye. your trauma with sick and wrong. That's, it's therapeutic. That should be our tagline. Relive the, the trauma, trauma with sick and wrong. Anyway, call us back, dude. I want to hear the rest of the story. You got me. Uh, you're, you're giving me a bad case of blue balls. Um, next call here. Remember we asked people to call in with stories about injuries? Oh, yeah, always. I want to hear injury stories. Well, here's a workplace injury story. All right. You guys were talking about injuries and stuff like that. One of the callers here not long ago. Uh, when I was a young man, I worked at a machine shop that was made with European people, uh, lots of folks from Eastern Europe, and I had a de- demented, demented boss. 
Anyhow, uh, one night... Was it the what? <laughs> was it what? Does he work at a machine shop? <laughs> no, but it sounds like his boss was the, the what's dad. <laughs> Just demented. D- bringing out lambs for you to slaughter. Got their fingers caught in this huge stamping press. Ugh. And they couldn't get the press open. He lost four fingers. It was, no. oh, it was a bloody mess. Uh, paramedics took him away. He's at the hospital. And yeah, my- could you imagine if that happened to your coworker? I'd be so glad it wasn't happening to me, and I would also be filming it. I know Live Leaks isn't around anymore, but I'd be like, God, this is going on documenting reality so fucking hard later on when I upload it. I wonder if you did release it, if you get fired for that. Well, no, because I'd be like, look, mate, I've got uh, footage if you want to take this to the union. And then I would also, I would go a step further, go to my doctor and say, I've got PTSD from uh, watching my workmate's hand get crushed and my boss is not caring. I need paid six months off. Would you help find the fingers? This isn't that banshee film of Colin O'Farrell, no. Love that movie, by the way. I think it was my favorite See, movie right, of last year. I don't get why it's going to win Oscars. I thought it was pretty good, but it's just following the tropes. I love Barry Keoghan. I've been talking about Barry Keoghan and how much I love him for quite a while now. I kind of don't want him to win an Oscar for playing a retard. Well, I don't think I he him... should win an Oscar. I think uh, the Fiddler. That's what they're saying. The Fiddler saying that should Barry win Keoghan's an Oscar. Gonna win Barry Keoghan, I don't think, should win the Oscar for it. I mean, he was a but great. That's who he was great. Saying. Okay, that that I think is weird. But overall, I think the movie is a hell of a lot better than Avatar. Oh, no, it totally is. But that's it's just like one of the Hollywood tropes. It's like Forrest Gump. If you want to win an Oscar, you play a retard, and they just give you it. Did he They're go like, full well done retard, retard or partial? Because he was still communicating. He was still attracted to women. He's partial retard, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he didn't go full. And like I thought the movie was all right, but everyone's banging on like it's this great masterpiece. I'm like... It it was kind of also a bit boring. I liked it. I th- I think uh, it was my favorite movie of last year. I think it did show a good uh, representation of how much of a shithole island is. <laughs> Especially a tiny island. Yeah. Anyway. Boss, in his infinite wisdom, put like 15 bucks in a cardboard box and started walking around the shop and basically said, do you know, Pavel's going to be off a long time with this injury. And one thing you guys don't know, but he's always wanted to learn how to play the guitar. Oh. Nobody thought a thing of it. They collected like $75 to get this guy guitar lesson. And it didn't click that he just lost half his fucking hand. Anyhow, yeah, I, that was lots of stupid boss stories. I want to hear more. Have a good time. See you, bye. Wow. Yeah. God, talk about being insensitive. This guy might not know that I have two horrible bosses that I talk about a lot on the Patreon. I have the dog killer and the retard, the egg-eating retard. So I would like, uh, yeah, I want to hear more horrible boss stories because it it helps me bond with people knowing that, you know what, I am definitely not alone in having really horrible bosses. Do you think if uh, some coworker of yours lost his fingers and someone you're dog killers coming around saying like yeah we want to raise money so you can take guitar lessons wouldn't you be like dude stupid joke i can't believe people are like oh yeah sure here's 25 bucks hope he you know learns how to play like eddie van halen i'd be like is he going to be the next billy joe shaver i think so let's get i'd want to know what did they reattach his fingers you know you could play guitar uh, if it's his left hand uh then probably not but if it's your strumming hand 
then you could good. probably be a really good rhythm guitarist. Didn't Tony Iommi Tony doesn't Iommi. have fingertips. Yeah, Tony Iommi lost like the tips of two fingers, right? Uh, I think it's three fingers, and oh, three. then he's got these plastic like kind of molds, and that's why he can fucking wail on the guitar because he's got no feeling. Well, I mean, when you learn how to play guitar, you lose the sensitivity in your fingertips, anyways. Yeah, the the thing I would probably would raise money for is uh, so he could get some kind of like uh, flashlight or something, because especially if it's his right huh. hand, that I mean, you lose <gasps> your three fingers on your right hand. What are you gonna have to use your left? I think. I would, I would give hand. money. I would give 10 bucks if someone could, you could raise money for a flashlight. Yeah, from Adam you and Eve. Just, you'd just have to have a backward strange hand a lot. And you would get used to it eventually. And then you'd be like, I can't believe I ever wanked of another hand over the new lefty. I would raise money for the auto blow AI. That's what that person would need. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the boss story. And uh, yeah, we want to hear some more. Uh, finally here, uh, last call we got is from a British person. Uh, who, um, took some it. shrooms. Took some shrooms. What's happening, boys? Alec here from uh, Swansea, boys. South Wales. Long time listener. Nice. Thanks, my buddy Dorian, introducing me a few years ago. Uh, you've been complaining a little while about, you know, not many phone calls. So I thought, oh fuck it, I'll just call in. Like, uh, never called See? in before. Did send an email once when uh, Lance was back on in the day. See, my griping does actually work. It pays off. It does. I love. Uh, uh, once again, I would just like to say that the Welsh accent is the best that Britain has. I think I'm going to make a binaural beat of me just being like, call the show, donate to Patreon, call the show, donate to Patreon, come. <laughs> I'm just going to do that. It's just going to be over and over again. Well, isn't that the, what some guy like bitchily commented recently saying that we're just like another true crime podcast with just all these Patreon ads. It's like, yeah, join our Patreon because we don't have like wondery behind us throwing money at us. Like we are just the good sh- if me and you, there's no one else here. We're only supported by Patreon. Dude, that's why we fucking advertise it. I do find it funny when you take these comments to heart, but because I don't really give a shit. No, I think they're um, funny. I don't really give a shit, but we have been approached recently by a couple networks that do want yeah. us to, to come on their platform, um, but it would require adding like 10 to 12 minutes of ads every episode. And I'm Which having is like- issues doing that. So that's the thing. That's why I, I gripe and bitch about the Patreon. Because if you guys just joined up for the Patreon, we wouldn't even have to entertain the notion of uh, signing up to a network where we have to run fucking 12 minutes of ads. And as somebody who listens, I listen to like 40 hours worth of podcasts a week. It's very rare now they all have fucking ads in them and like you just suffer through them because i listen to them when i work out it's not like i'm gonna like stop lifting weights and go over and turn it off i'm like nah fuck it just keep it running Ugh, so 10 I minutes of ads i think is a bit much it's a lot I like patreon teaser adam and eve promo that same promo that we've been playing for 17 fucking years <laughs> gets the point across uh, it was about american culture and um sort of how us brits or whoever don't really get the language. Well, the fuck am I about the language? Uh, the culture out there, basically. And I was sort of out there on my honeymoon, and this guy was like, this black dude was like, yeah, hey, man, here's a CD. And they're all, like, giving away CDs. Well, I thought they were giving away CDs, but it turns out they want some coin for it. And I was like, oh, cheers, fella. So I sort of grabbed it and walked off. And, um, yeah, he was like, show me some love. And I thought, fuck, does he, does he want to hug or something? I don't know. Like, but yeah, at the end of the day, he just wanted money to me, but I didn't get it. <laughs> I totally remember this call. This guy was in L.A., 
and he was walking over on Hollywood and where all the dudes hawk their CDs and some guy and they all they still do this as if anyone even has a CD player but they're they're giving it to you expecting you to give them like three or four bucks so I can totally understand it's a cultural thing like this dude was just like oh this 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 American is being very friendly (laughs) with me and giving me a CD you guys are friendly why thank you (laughs) <laughs> but would you know if somebody somebody was giving you a CD, would you think that you had to pay for it or would you think it was free? No, I would think it would be free. And then especially if they said, show me some love, I'd be the same as this guy. I'd be like, do hand you job? want a hook? Oh. Yeah, you want a hand job? <laughs> you want a bluey? See, <laughs> what you do, forward. people, uh, if you if, if you ever come to America and this, this happens, just say, no, thank you and keep walking. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, or no, thanks. Or nah, and just keep nah, walking. Mate. Yeah, so yeah, sent an email in about that. Anyway, last week you were talking about uh, hallucinogenic uh, drugs, and I uh, just thought I'd phone in, because one night I went out clubbing, as I did back in the day, and um, took like six pills throughout the evening. Um, went back to my mate's house, and he was like, oh, you know, you should have a little have a bit of weed, it'll calm me down, you know, it, it sort of uh, helps you on the come down. So I'm like, yeah, sound. Uh, sort of about half hour later, it might have been super- Wait, did you have digital weed or a real, like, smokable weed? He had real Swansea weed. <laughs> Swansea, uh, Swansea, uh, uh, stank bud. Is that what, what, yeah, what do you guys call weed out there? For some reason, I'm figure- I'm feeling that this guy is, like, my age. I don't know why, but it- I think it would have been a fucking resin back then. Is that what you guys called it? Like, resin? No, it's because it's all we could get. I we couldn't get skunk like skunk was rare to get skunk and probably couldn't start getting skunk on the regular until I was about 18 or 19 so when I was 16 I mean like I lived with a dealer he would just get all these huge nine bars he would get like 10 of them and just keep them in his fucking fridge was it hash or resin resin hmm see we we would get Bay City fart bud and any Bay City listeners out there would know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like brown ditch weed. It was just brown. And you could smoke like three joints and kind of get a little high. That's what right. we smoked. I think it was probably more of a placebo than anything else. Um, but every now and then, the pinconning paralyzer would come around. It was like one time a year for about three weeks, paralyzer would come around. Everyone would be talking about it. And that shit would knock you out. Like you'd forget how to drive. Why wouldn't you just save up your money all year and then just buy a fuck ton of the Paralyzer when it came to Paralyzer, for some reason, only came around in like October, November, and then you just couldn't get it the rest of the year. It was probably grown naturally by some dude. Yeah, I mean, this is before all the hydroponic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, now you go to Bay City, Michigan, it's like fucking Amsterdam. I mean, they have... Apparently, Actually, it's more like uh, California. Like, they have massive dispensaries just like us with... You know, 60 different kinds of weed, so a little more than the Paralyzer. But if you tell the person from uh, mid-Michigan, like, oh, shit, I can get Paralyzer, I still think they'd be like, fuck the dispensary. If you can get me that shit, I will buy it now. Yeah, from back in the day, weed. Uh, I got stuck in a force field. Um, I was, like, walking through his doorway into his kitchen, and I literally got stuck in the doorway. My left and right knee were swaying left and right and my arms were doing a perfect <laughs> circle my forearms and i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and so you know it's, it's one thing when you go and take mushrooms or something and then you know you expect it but when you don't expect to be hallucinated 
that's a fucking scary time. And I was just telling my mate in a high-pitched voice, Len, Len, call my mother, tell her <laughs> I've never come home again. I'm going to have to live with Dan. Never call your parents. Live with Dan. So that's what happened Yeah, I got stuck in a force field. Um, <laughs> it, it was worrying. But anyway, uh, I'd just like to finish off by saying, uh, you know, thank you, boys. Love the show. Been listening to it for years. I did have a dry spell when sort of Lance left, but, you know, nothing to do with Harrison whatsoever because I've learned to absolutely adore Harrison. It was just uh, a time in my life where, for some reason, I didn't listen for about a year. But back on it now. Shout out to Dirty Sid, fellow Welsh boy, even though new Dirty Sid. Shit all, all right, you know what And a shout out to Dorian for introduced me to the show years ago love you both have a good day <laughs> well thanks dude we appreciate that keeping it sick yeah. and wrong yeah, it's crazy when you think about how many years people have uh, listened to the show you know i saw an instagram post from christopher siege i was about posted, to bring up siege yeah he posted yeah. A, a i think it was like a a screenshot of an episode from 2013 the one where i interviewed the guy that made the semen cookbook <laughs> and that was the first episode of Sick and Wrong that he listened to 10 years ago, and he's still listening to this day. So it always cracks me up when I hear people I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this one episode, and that's what started me listening. And I've you know, been listening on and off for 15 years. It's it is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that guy was on real hallucinogenics, not digital ones. Definitely real ones. That's yeah. a funny story. I would have been <laughs> pissing my pants laughing at you. Yeah, if that was one of my mates, I would have been dying. I probably would have been throwing things at you in the force field. While you're in the force field, I've been like chucking tomatoes at you, throwing beer on you or something. Anyway, people call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Once again, big ups to all the listeners who support us on Patreon. I know we talk about it every episode, but it does really help keep the show going, and we do appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Finally here, if you want to buy some Sick and Wrong merch, uh, go check out the Tee Public store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope, and you'll be automagically transported to the uh, the Tee Public store. And yes, there is a big sale going on right now. Oh, good. I love the Tee Public sales. And you know what? The quality of Tee Public, I've got to say, is pretty good. It's way better than uh, Redbubble and Cafe Press that we used to do. It's actually pretty decent shirts. Yeah, and like... I do like, uh, I was speaking of Billy Joe Shaver, there's this Billy Sh- Joe Shaver t-shirt I want, but the fuckers don't do it in black or white. It's all like pastel colors. Like Billy Joe does not want you wearing pastels. He wants you wearing black or white. Yeah, I think he would be, uh, he'd be uh, rather upset to see his name in pastels. Besperched. Um, Sick Wrong Song of the Week. I am gutted to hear about Tom Verlaine, the legendary rock guitarist from the band Television. He died this Saturday in uh, Manhattan at the age of 73. Uh, I'm less gutted. I'm a Richard Hell fan. I love that band Television. I think I have one Verlaine solo record, but they were always one of my favorite bands when I was in college. Marky, I mean, everyone has their moment with Marky Moon, where it's like, this is the greatest album. But I don't know, I just like, I've never vibed with like Tom's voice as much as I have with like Richard Hell. And thank you again, I must thank Satan for not taking Debbie Harry from me. Yeah, hopefully. uh, She's going to outlive everyone, D. It seems like the January of every year is when all the the cool musicians start dying. So I'm hoping um, Debbie Harry lives long, 
lives long and prospers because she's one Thank of my you. favorites as well. Uh, Tom Verlaine's death was confirmed uh, to the New York Times by Jesse Paris Smith, who's the daughter of uh, his former partner, Patty Smith. I didn't realize that they were together, but I guess they dated off and on for years. Yeah, they did. And that's also funny because Patty Smith um, really hates Debbie Harry. Yeah, you're telling of. me that. Um, yeah, God, she that's, hates that's her. It's kind of weird. It is weird. How can you hate Debbie Harry? I think it's jealousy. It, of course it's jealousy. I mean, I'm not saying like, a, I mean, Patty Smith was probably like dragged through the press a bit because she's not exactly like um, a dress up doll. But Patty Smith is beautiful in her own right. And exceptionally but, talented. That's the thing. I, yeah. th- I think maybe she was upset because Debbie Harry is beautiful and very talented, whereas Patty Smith is, you know, not unattractive, but not as attractive as she's Debbie. She's not Debbie Harry, but yeah. I mean, none of us are Debbie Harry. She's fucking but knockout. Horses is one of my favorite records, too. That's up there with Marquis Moon. So apparently he died after a brief illness, but they didn't really specify what it was. Um, Tom Verlaine and his old school friend Richard Lloyd, who eventually became Richard Hell, oh, shared yeah. a passion for music and poetry. They both moved to New York City separately. And in 1972, they formed the group The Neon Boys, which is very difficult to find. I don't think they actually yeah. had any official releases. Um, the Neon Boys broke up. They only I don't even think they released a record. And then the group uh, ended up reforming in 1973 as the band Television. And uh, uh, Richard Lloyd was the uh, second guitarist in that band. Uh, Television released two albums. Uh, they were definitely a mainstay on the CBGB scene, along with like Talking Heads and uh, Blondie and Ramones. Uh, but they released two albums, Marky Moon and Adventure. Uh, both were, you know, received great critical acclaim, but very modest sales, especially at the time. Compared to like, Blondie, or even well, the Rones didn't do all that well, but like Devo and bands like that, like blew up at yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, whereas television didn't really experience. They they had the critical acclaim, but they never had the commercial success until years later. But they are considered. Marky Moon is considered one of the defining releases of the punk era. Uh, band broke up in '78, and Verlaine then embarked on a solo career in the '80s, and he lived in England for a while. You know, his first solo record is actually really good. Um, if I you like his know. voice, if you like his voice, as I so, say, I like Richard Hell, Richard Hell and the Voidoids. That's more my great. Scene. That's another great record too. Um, we're gonna end the show here with uh, "See No Evil" uh, from their uh, television's debut album, "Marquee Moon." Uh, rest in power, Tom Berlain. People will be back next week with episode 880. Till then, take it sleazy. <laughs>
welcome. This file is called Performing Monkey and it's a little fantasy where you are visiting a circus and you end up as a completely humiliated and degraded performing monkey. Now I don't want to spoil that too much, but this file contains extreme humiliation and degradation. And because you are a performing monkey, this obviously happens publicly. This file is technically gender-free, but you experience it as a woman.